Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And live from our musty garage, it's Saturday Night Live. Just kidding. It's the Donut Box Podcast. Thank you. Well, man, uh, we filmed our first episode last week. I'm proud to say this is our second episode. So those of you that are back for episode two, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the first one. We appreciate the support and we're glad you're with us. So if you don't know how our Donut Box podcast works, each week we bring a different donut out of the box and each donut is a different segment. So today our first segment is our old fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. I personally like this segment because I like telling stories. Yeah, and especially uh, funny stories from the past of things that happened because uh, we've had quite a bit of things happen. Yeah, man. So with that being said, Michael, what is our first story on the old fashioned donut? Oh, man. So <laughs> we uh, we were going on this church trip one time and uh, we're going to dub this the NOS story. And if anybody doesn't know what NOS is, it's an energy drink. It's still produced now. Um, <clears throat> it's greenish yellow in color. Smells kind of funny, but it will give you some energy and a half. I'll tell you that much. And uh, we were going on this church trip this one time, and um, you know, really church trips, especially this one, we were going to Six Flags over Georgia and Atlanta. Um, you know, we we're going to go stay in a hotel. It was going to be cool. And uh, you know, these church trips were one of those things to where you wanted to have a good time. It was like a little little vacation. And uh, so, Chris and I had this bright idea. And that we were going to go pick up a six pack of NOS apiece and we were going to drink them all on the way there. Well, here's the thing they were on sale. I think they were like three for five, they were like a dollar fifty a can, which I think they were normally like two dollars and fifty cents. Energy drinks, I mean, they're still expensive, but I think it was like it was a really good deal, and that's why we got six of them. Actually, if I, I don't even know if this is the case, but I think it was one of those like buy, buy two, get the third one half off or something like that so um needless to say it was made the idea of getting six you know three isn't enough six will make us really you know stay up all night long and just have a good time and let me let me clarify we didn't buy six together we bought six a piece did you say that yeah yeah six a piece so i mean it was literally like you know, we planned on drinking 12 between the both of us, like six for me, six for him. Well, this was, I think we were older. We were, it was my senior, or it was the summer before my senior year of high school. So we were older, about 16 or 17. Um, and of course, you know, as a 16, 17 year old boy, you just eat absolute junk food. Yeah, I think Taco Bell was a main staple. And that plays into this story too. So uh, tell tell them tell them about. Well, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. So the Six Flags trip was a very interesting Six Flags trip, and I will tell part of it now, and then we'll tell part of it after Micah gets in there. So someone on the uh, planning of the youth youth activities failed to realize that that particular day that we were going to Six Flags was Pride Day. Okay, so they did not know that it was Pride Day, um, Rainbow Day. That's what it was. Um, and I remember they made a huge deal out of it. And I remember getting a phone call and they were like, hey, so this is what happened. We scheduled our youth trip to go on Pride Day. 
do you still want to go? Some parents are pulling their kids. And to me, I was like, what the heck? I don't care, you know, if you're straight, whatever you are. I was like, I'm going to ride some roller coasters. I don't care if it's Pride Day or not. I was like, I just want to ride some roller coasters. I said, heck yeah, I'm going. Heck yeah. And I mean, that was the same way. I remember uh, my mom coming and asking me and was like, is that a big deal to you? And it was, Absolutely not. It wasn't a big deal to me. I mean, listen, we're, it's not a, not an issue. I mean, we're going, we're going to ride amusement rides. We're not there for the rest of it. So, you know, it was one of those things and trust me, parents threw a, a, a fit. Well, I mean, it, it was pretty bad to the point where they called two meetings. So the first meeting they called was for like the leads, the people that were in leadership that were going on the trip, which Micah and myself were in leadership. Yeah. And I believe that trip that what we were going to have is we were going to be in charge of, you know, a certain number of kids. I don't think it ended up working out that way. No, it didn't. So they were like, okay, we need to have a briefing meeting about this whole Six Flags thing. And me and Micah actually got in trouble because we were kind of like, not not making jokes about Pride Day, but we were making jokes about the meeting, and we were like, why are we having this meeting? Like, let's just treat it as any other day. We're just there to go ride rides and have fun, and yeah, you can stand for your beliefs, and you can stand for what you believe in, but you can also share the love of Jesus and, and be an example and be the light and not be ugly. We don't have to make a big deal out of this. Oh, Lord, yeah. and I mean, it was one of those things where the entire meeting was you know, they were contemplating possibly not even going on this trip because of what was going, you know, because they scheduled it on Pride Day and oh my gosh, it's just so crazy and it's terrible and, you know, we shouldn't do that. And it was one of those things where Chris and I in the back were just sitting there going, are, are we serious? You know, are we are we really serious that we're going to make this whole big hoopla over something like that? I mean, it, you know, it's one of those things to where your orientation is your orientation. That's we're not even there for that. We're not even there for that at all. Yeah, and we're not. I mean, we're not here to delve into all that. But basically, it was more or less. This was the part in in my personal life where I was already like fed up with the church, um, and there was a period of my life where I walked away from it because of things that happened in the youth program that some that the youth pastor did and no, you know, hate against him or anything like that. But I was just sitting there thinking like, hey, man, like, you know, we're here to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Like, we're here to love people. And you're, you know, you're you're kind of blowing this way out of proportion. But anyways, off that soapbox, I digress. So we, we're on the bus. <laughs> we're on the bus, sitting in the back of the bus, because that's where the troublemakers sit with our six cans of NOS. And Mike, I'll let you finish. Oh, man. And so we, we get this these six cans of NOS, and it's not like we spaced these things out either. It was literally like we cracked one open, we drank that thing. I, I You know, we weren't even that far into the trip. It was a two-and-a-half-hour drive. I mean, we got through these six cans, and we were still driving. So it was one of those things to where, it, you know, we drank all six very close together. I remember my heart beating, like, super, super, super fast, and I was not feeling good. And to make matters worse... Where we stopped for lunch or dinner before we got to this hotel, we stopped at Taco Bell. And Taco Bell plus six cans of NOS was not a good idea at all. No, absolutely not. And if anybody's ever thinking about doing this or if we're uh, tempting anybody by what we're saying, don't do it, please. It was not very fun. Um, I will say this, though. It was, uh, just like Chris was saying, it was a unique feeling. I mean, it was... Heart was racing. You felt tired, but energized at the same time. And when I say tired, it was like a different tired. It was like, 
I don't even know how to describe it. It was super tired, but super awake. It was the most conflicting feelings in the world. You felt great. You felt terrible. It was, it was terrible. Well, uh, we got to the hotel and before we went to Six Flags, they had like, it was kind of like a worship service kind of a thing in the middle of the hotel. And the worship part was over and the youth pastor was like going on his big rant and tirade about Pride Day and all that stuff. And I think part of us wanted to just get out of, because he, he was known for going on long soapboxes based on his emotions and his personal opinion, not necessarily scripture. And we I think part of us was like just so ready to get out of there, but also I was feeling super sick, like really, really bad sick. Yeah, we we both were, and it was to the it was to the point though to where you know if you can get away from some of that stuff sometimes, and you, you got to think too, we were also super fed up with hearing about this. We had heard about it for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, and it's one of those things to where you know we're there we're there to enjoy our time and the topic kind of comes back up and so but yeah taco bell and six nosses was a very sickening experience and um we luckily both got a hotel room with uh we had to share it between four people but he and i were in the same one so we got permission to go back to the hotel room well our our youth leader um great guy he we went up to him and we're like, man, we're sick. And so we went to the, the little hotel store and we bought Pepto-Bismol. And he was yeah. like, all right, like drink some water. And like he helped us. I think he was kind of ready to get out of there too. Um, <laughs> but he like kind of helped us. And and so we went to Six Flags and the next day and it was great. And Micah and you know, I had been to that Six Flags a, a lot of times. So we knew how to work the park. And we, we had a system to where we could ride all the rides that we wanted to first and there was this other kid, this friend uh, that tagged along with us. I won't mention his name, but his name starts with J and ends in Ames. So, <laughs> so um, he tagged along with us. And I just remember the whole time he was like, oh, it's so cool you get to ride all these rides. But then he started telling us stories about how he not only had one girlfriend, but then he had two girlfriends. And then every line, every ride we got into the line, it kept, it kept like adding on. He was like, oh, yeah, I have three girlfriends. Oh, yeah, I have four girlfriends. And this was not like an eight-year-old. This was like a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, and, you know, by the by the end of the day, it's, you know, I've got six seasons, seven seasons, eight seasons, and we were sitting there going, eight, huh? Yeah. I just remember being like, this was a mistake letting this kid uh, – letting this kid uh, tag along. But anyways, I digress. So the six nosses and the Taco Bell was just ultimate. I, I think it's by the grace of God that we did not die uh, on that trip. And notation on that, I can't eat Taco Bell anymore and I can't drink NOS anymore. Neither neither one. Both of them will make me sick. Well, man, that was our old-fashioned donut. Good times. Uh, like he said, I am not able to eat Taco Bell or drink NOS at all. I get sick at either one. So... Our next segment is our jelly donut. Who used that private pile? Sir, jelly donut, sir! A jelly donut! Now, I will caution you, viewer discretion is advised. The two stories on the jelly donut jail report this week are a little bit more mature in nature just to do with them. So if you have kids listening, um, you might want to skip past this part. Are you ready for the... Yes, viewer discretion is advised. Mike, are you ready for the jail report? Indeed, I am. Well, since it is December when we're recording, I have a festive jail report story for you for this first one. Um, this one is called Bad Santa. So, a high school teacher was arrested 
Wednesday on accusations of slapping two, two female students on the buttocks. Gregory, age 63, was charged with two felony counts of improper sexual contact, contact by a person of trust. The girls are ages 14 and 15. The investigation began last Thursday when a female student stepped forward and made written allegations that Gregory had touched her inappropriately in school on October 26th. While she and some of her friends were in Gregory's class, the report says, one of the kids wanted a piece of candy. She acted like she was going for the drawer as a joke, and when she did, Gregory slapped her butt. She also stated that Gregory has done it to others as well as made inappropriate jokes. Now, those are some pretty serious serious allegations. Um, They said that there were other people that reported this, um... As well, that there were other students, not only that he was uh, slapping them inappropriately, but also uh, making inappropriate comments as well. Now, here's the kicker. Gregory is well known for playing Santa Claus and has worked for a number of charitable organizations. He is a leading advocate for the emergency medical education and is current president of a trauma society in the town where this was reported. No. Yeah, it's it's. Really sad because it's like, you know, on one one level, you know, he's doing so much good, but at the same time, he's being inappropriate with his students. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Um, what uh, what you said, what class did he teach? Um, it doesn't say, but I think he did teach like health. Oh, okay. That's what it says because they asked some of the former students and they were just like, what in the world? Now, here's the thing. They asked people on the street. Um, and this guy named Chippy said, dang, what a disappointment. I had him this year for intro to healthcare. He seemed like a clean cut person with what he told us, what he did and does for a living until one of my other classmates told me and my friend at lunch about the incident. I remember when we were taking the CPR practice test with mannequins with our group of three, I went second, then forgot what to do on the last two steps. He told me to stop and to restudy the notes he gave us and told me to not let him down on the actual test. But now it's the opposite. I hope you seek mental help. Yeah. Um, and then another person named Brian is kind of coming to his defense. Um, it says, give the man his chance to explain himself before you destroy him on ac- accusations. Let the process take place. We don't do that anymore. Um, and they name a trial as a perfect example of people who are prosecuted through the media. Now, this guy, it sounds like he's like, wait, there's two sides to every story. But in my experience, if you're having multiple people say those multiple things about you, it's yeah, probably true. I mean, the the old term where there's smoke, there's normally fire. I mean, it's it's one of those things where not always, but you know, if several things stack up and you know it's multiple people, it's kind of hard to to say that you know it's not going on or you know. But of course, that's what our judicial system is for, and they're they're going to sort all that out. So his actual charge, it's not just uh, misconduct, but it's misconduct by a person of trust, which is a little bit heavier. So people like teachers, people like pastors, people that are an authority, because it's like you are in this responsible um, place. It'd be one thing if he was just some strength. And, and I'm not saying that this is OK, but I'm what I'm saying is his charge would be a little bit more different um, because he's someone on the street doing this to a random stranger, they wouldn't charge him as heavily as they would someone that's in a person of trust because these people come into your classroom each and every single day and they're trusting that you're not going to touch them inappropriately. So to me, 
I mean, I I don't really have much. Well, and for beyond them. that, I mean, it's 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 the children that are you know trusting them, but at the same time, it's the parents have a certain level of trust too, because you're trusting dropping your kid off every day that that's not going to happen because they have wholesome people teaching or wanting to teach you. Um, so for that not to be the case, you know, it's violating not just you know the students' trust, but it's kind of everybody's trust. And he should really know better than to think that it's okay to joke like that. Like that that's not a that's not a joke. That's that's not okay at all. So Santa gets arrested. I guess he'll be having a blue blue Christmas. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would say so. I can expand upon that, but I'm not going to. All right, so our second story, and this is a great one. Um this woman went to jail because she slapped her husband for calling her the B word. Now are you ready for this story? Yeah. All right. A woman said that she slapped her husband last Friday for calling her the B word. If you don't know what the B word is, good for you. You probably don't need to know. Uh, Miss Taylor, age 49, was charged with battery and family violence. Her husband, Mr. Taylor, told deputies that he was lying in bed with his wife watching television. He said his wife became upset about something on TV and he told her to calm down. That was his first mistake. You don't ever, ever, ever tell a female to calm down because you know what they're going to do? They're not going to calm down. That's like lighting a fuse. It, it is lighting a fuse. So he told her to calm down. Um, I'm not saying he deserved the slap on the face, but that was probably not the best way to handle that situation. Mr. Taylor said Mrs. Taylor then slapped him in his face and he grabbed her to prevent her from hitting him again. She probably slapped him in the face after she told him to calm down. Mrs. Taylor then jerked away from him and then she went cat whooping, catwoman on him. She scratched him right in the face several times. Um, she walked out of the room and he called the cops. Mrs. Taylor told responding officers that her husband called her the B-word and she slapped him in the face. When he grabbed her, she scratched his face. Mrs. Taylor was found out to be the aggressor and went to jail. So she was charged with battery and family violence. And the mugshot, she kind of looks like, eh, I slapped my husband in the face. What are you going to do about it? Man, homegirl needs to tie her shoes because she's tripping. I mean, I've been called some, I've been called some some bad things before, but that would not make me want. I mean, I've wanted to slap people in the face, but that does not mean I, I would act upon that. That and you know, we don't know these people's relationship, but at the same time, violence is never the answer when it comes to things like that. Um, and obviously, I mean, it must have hurt pretty good, and it, you know. Sometimes couples play fight and do things like that, but if if he was upset enough to call the cops and have her hauled off, I mean, it must have been pretty good slap and some pretty good scratches. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, getting scratched in the face, Catwoman, like it's it's, it's pretty bad. Um, that does not justify you. He shouldn't have called her the B word. That's the number one. He shouldn't have called her names. And I understand her getting upset about that. But she, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. And that's that's not okay. You should not disrespect um, anyone to that level. And who knows? Maybe we don't know their history. Maybe he's an absolute jerk and calls her the B word all the time. But still, like I said, two wrongs don't make a right. So it's, it's hard to say. But at the same time, it's an uh, interesting story. I, I can't believe that... Uh... I guess I can't believe people would be like that, but it's still nuts when you hear things like that. The first one and the second story. Bad Santa and the Catwoman. They're going to be spending a very lonely blue-blue Christmas by themselves unless they make it out on bomb. So that was the Jelly Donut segment. 
um, for our next segment, we have the donut hole. And last week we did a great story about Michael Vick uh, from the past. But the donut hole is going to change this week. So our donut hole this week is our movie pick for the week. Um, so to set the stage for you, the year is 1944. This is an older movie. America is in World War II, which this movie is awesome and it's amazing and it's crazy that it was made in the middle of actual world war ii the movie is called gaslight it is a black and white picture and i know what you're thinking you're like oh man i can't ever get into black and white pictures i promise you if you listen to this recommendation and you go watch this movie you will love it the movie is called gaslight um it is actually about this opera singer and she has this grandmother that is a famous opera singer and her grandma ends up dying and she goes to Italy and meets this guy. And uh, she's wealthy and, and kind of famous because her grandma was very wealthy and famous. And she inherited everything um, from her grandma. And this guy kind of uh, starts to taking a liking to her and they end up getting married like super quick. Um, and then uh, turns out her husband starts convincing her that she's actually crazy. He'll do little things like oh, honey, you forgot your keys. And like, he'll actually have misplaced her keys. And she's like, honey, have you seen my keys? And he's like, honey, that's the fourth time this week that you've forgotten your keys. And she's like, what? When were the other times? And he's like mentally messing with her and um, forgetting things, um, dropping things. And at night she hears footsteps above her. And it's actually her husband in the attic creating these footsteps. And uh, she's like, honey, did you hear the footsteps in the attic? And he goes, there you go again, hearing crazy things. And he tricks her so much to think that she's crazy that she ends up going crazy. And she um, befriends this detective who actually kind of believes her. And she's trying to convince everybody that she's not crazy. And she gets to the point where she actually is snapped mentally. And it's a very good psychological thriller. Actually, the term gaslighting, which a lot of people use, that's where that comes from, is that movie. And I honestly think it's a great movie. Um, if you can sit through black and white movies, it's a great movie. I recommend it. Very, um, you know, you feel bad for this lady and you get so mad at her husband for, because her husband is like sick and messed up. And you'll realize why he's doing it once you, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but you'll realize why he's doing it. So definitely check out that movie. Again, that movie is Gaslight. I don't know. You'll probably have to go find it like a physical copy of it just because it's so old. And the second one real quick, um, this is a new movie that came out. It came out during Thanksgiving break. It's a family movie. It's called Encanto. Um, I don't know if you've, have you, have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's the, it's Disney Pixar, right? Uh, yeah, it's Disney Pixar. So great, phenomenal film. Um, it is directed by, or uh, not directed by, but. The guy that wrote the score for it is Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote Hamilton. Uh, great. It's very rich in Colombia. The movie takes place in Colombia, uh, the country. Um, it's about family. And basically the premise of this movie is there's this magical house and this family all lives together. And this house gives them each a gift on a when they reach a certain age. But the main character, she didn't receive a gift. So she is the only normal one and everybody else has gifts. Like, for example, her sister is like super strong and then her cousin can like hear a pin drop and then her other cousin like gets an animal gift or whatever. So it's almost like uh, superhuman superpowers almost. Yeah, it's a, it's a superhuman superpowers and they help their community. And she is trying to help save the magic because the magic is fading and she's the only normal one. And it really plays on to the fact of, hey, why is everybody else getting to get their gift, get their blessing, 
Why am I not? And you feel bad for this character. And the movie really talks about family, how important family is, and about how you are more than your gift. You are more than what you can do. Who you are is, you know, is special too. And and, and I am very wary about Disney now because they like to put political agendas and not just Disney, but anything. And I like to watch a movie where I can just go and watch and enjoy the movie. Um, but this movie, you know, it had a good message. The music was great. The animation was great. I definitely recommend you to check it out. So, uh, the, again, the movie is called Encanto. Uh, you should definitely go check that movie out. So with that being said, uh, I have done a lot of talking, so I'm going to pass it over to the next donut segment. And Micah, you can go ahead and lead them into that next donut segment and so for our next segment we're going to have what really fries my donuts and um, if you're a first-time listener welcome um, what this segment is going to be is what really irks us in life and uh, one thing that's really been irking me and this has been for about ooh, about the last 10 years or so um, is and this is sports related but it also carries into life as well but there are people out there and if you're one of these people, well, I'll get to you in a moment. But there are people out there that are fans of individuals and not fans of teams. What I mean by that is you ask somebody, who are you a fan of? It's not the Cleveland Cavaliers. It is LeBron James. And I'm a LeBron James fan. Easy example there. Um, nowadays, I would guess it's probably, you know, LeBron James, Steph Curry's a big one. I know that. Um, even football, you know, Tom Brady goes from the Patriots. There was a million Patriots fans. Now they're all Bucks fans because they follow the player and not the team. I tell you what really fries my donuts. Call me old fashioned, but let me tell you this. Back in my day, and my day was not that long ago, we had things like team pride in loving a team listen i've stuck with the dallas cowboys poor me i know but i've stuck with the dallas cowboys for years and years you can like other players on other teams without being fans of other teams like for instance i like russell wilson i'm not a seahawks fan though the thing about it is if the seahawks ever play dallas i'm rooting against russell wilson i'm sorry the thing about it is nowadays we have people who are chasing individuals and the problem is Men are fallible. When you have a perfect team, that's something that's, you know, I feel like it's rare nowadays, actually, to have a team that you don't have every member not just focus on the team, but I feel like there's a lot of people who are out there looking for their own stats, looking for their own things, and not really going after what's best for the team. And, you know, I have a big problem with that. Um and I really think that it started from the, you know, I wouldn't say it started from sports, but it really showed in sports when we started going after individuals and not necessarily the team itself. Because the thing about it is a team is everything. It's so hard to make a team come together. You have a good piece, you have a talent in this, another person has a talent in this, and you make all those talents come together to be good. That's difficult. Now, having superhuman abilities is something but you know we were talking about the nba the thing about today's nba there's hardly any physicality the the you know it, we've moved away from physicality too it's a three point shooting you know fest 
And, you know, everything has changed so much to where it's not about the team. It's about the player. And where is that player goes, I'm a fan of that. And that really started, like I said, when LeBron James changed the first time. When he had the famous, you know, I'm taking my talents to South Beach speech and everything. I mean, I remember going to school one year. Everybody was Cavs fans. Next year, I've never seen so many Miami Heat fans. Like, I never saw it. And it was just mind-blowing to me. But it really shows where our culture has gone as far as, you know, used to be it was you don't put your faith in just one man. You don't put your loyalty in just one man because, listen, men are fallible, women are fallible, people are fallible. A good team will never let you down because the team has your back and has your support. So the thing about it, don't go after your own stats. Don't be that person. If you're a part of a good team, use your assets for the team's ability. There's nothing wrong leading, but that's a whole nother discussion. And I, I think if maybe I'm hitting the nail on the head, but it you're upset because that player can score 80 points a game or can throw seven touchdowns a game and the team will still lose because that person is still only focusing on them. And and like you said, people are only rallying, rally, rallying around one person instead of rallying around a team. I know people, and for my people in Lubbock, Texas, you're going to get mad, but they're Chiefs fans. They claim to be Chiefs fans when they're really Patrick Mahomes fans. You know, I'm going to hit some nerves with this, but it's like you can't name five players on the Chiefs other than Patrick Mahomes and maybe their wide receiver or their running back. I mean, even going back to what you said about LeBron with the Miami Heat, he still had Dwayne Wade. He still had Chris Bosh. You know, Michael Jordan was great, but Michael Jordan had Scotty Pippen. Pippen and Dennis Rodman. And so, like you said, it's it's not just about a person, but we worship that person so much that we not it's not about the team anymore it's about a person yeah and i mean it's it's bled over i mean sports is a good example because that's really you know i feel like anything that's going on socially and where we are social mark i feel like it comes out in sports i mean if you look at sports and the way things head uh, because what, what are they going after? They're going after ratings and views. So they're going off of what the popular opinion of and what the populace wants. So, I mean, even nowadays, you watch you watch an NFL game, you watch a college game. If it's two high-powered quarterbacks, you know, you, we already name-dropped Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. If, if we're saying Tampa and KC are playing, and, you know, they're not talking about it. Kansas City and Tampa Bay, you know what they'll say? They'll say it's Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. They will say that it is those two and they're against each other. But at the same time, there are 21 other players on offense and defense that are playing, and that's not even mentioning special teams. And, you know, especially in the NFL, professional environments like that, you need everybody. You need everybody. And those superhumans will only carry you so far without those supporting pieces and but yes it's just that's the frustrating part is I feel like we put too much into one person because you know you 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 watch any sort of thing and they they rip people as far as media wise you do good one week oh you're the greatest next week you're a piece of garbage well well 
And when we were at the Rangers, Texas Rangers game before Joey Gallo got traded, you could tell that he was just there for him because during the whole time, this was like the day before he got traded, the whole time while he was in the outfield, he was on his phone checking it, checking it and seeing if he was getting traded or not. And, you know, the granted, the man did carry the whole team on his back and everyone was really there for Joey Gallo because he was you know, putting the whole team on his back. And that's not fair to that per- player either to carry a whole team no. to the Super Bowl or to whatever the final destination is. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. You're talking about a lot of pressure. And, you know, I, I really just think that we need to have more support for the team environment because, you know, what are we going to produce with, with our children coming up? I mean, the next generation, really what's going to happen is – they're going to be like, listen, I'm here and I'm here to help the team, but it's really about my stats and I just want to look good going on going forward. And I see that all the time in the professional realm as well. I mean, um, at my job all the time, it's not it's not necessarily what can I do for the team, but it's, you know, what can I do for the team that's going to make me look the best to do something bigger and better for myself, which, you know, if that's the way society is trending, okay. But at the same time, um, I think there's – it's a little disturbing in a way because, you know, in reality, I had an old football coach tell me that, you know, stats and everything are great, but if you are a team player and you do what you're supposed to do as a team, the rest will come. The rest will be there. You, you don't have to, you know, if you're not focused on the stats and you're focused on what you're supposed to do and what your role is, what your job is, the rest will come. Success will be there. All right. And, and, you know, you can take that and you can apply it, like he said, to, to a job. You can apply it to if you if you're I worked for a church and it seemed like it was kind of the same way. It was like you got the head pastor that's up there and then you got he's a superstar. So we all got to make him look good. And not all churches are, are this way, by the way. And but then, you know, I tell people it's like the person that's sweeping the floors is just as important as the guy that's up there on stage preaching, the fullback, the tight end, the center is just as important as the quarterback because without that center, Tom Brady isn't going to have enough time to throw. Yeah, without the offensive line, without, you know, any anybody that's there to block for you. I mean, you could have any of the greatest running backs in the world and you can have no running game at all if you have no offensive line. I mean, mm-hmm. plain and simple. It's, it's but, you know we're all about the headline getters and the names, which that's fine. But I really, you know, as a, as a society, we really need to promote the teamwork aspect of things a lot more. Cool deal. I definitely agree with you 100%. And again, I think you were not so much upset of people that just jump behind players or follow a player. But I think it's an underlying thing of, we're too focused on one person instead of the whole team. And it's a, it's a issue with society. So there is only one other thing that I would say, don't be wearing Lakers and Celtics jerseys uh, at the same time, or, you know, a Celtics hat, the Lakers Jersey. Let me tell you something. If they're rivals, you can't be a fan of both. That's just the common rules. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for putting that out there. I know some people like that. Um, But that was a good what fries my donuts, man. I thought that was pretty, you know, you took it and then you kind of went really deep with it. And and I like that. that. That's awesome, man. So our next donut, this is my personal favorite donut. It's the mystery donut. And this is our improv segment. Last week, it was great. Um, We're going to change it up this week. So we're actually going to play a game. 
Um, this is a game, and if you're familiar with theater or improv, um, this is a game that you'll probably play a lot of times, but it's called the questions game. Yeah, questions game, questions only, one of the two that's common about that. But um, basically, we're going to give a scenario, and both Chris and I have to respond and only questions to each other. All right, I think I'm ready for this. Do you got the first scenario? Uh, the first scenario is a wreck, and we're stopped in traffic. All right, so we're going to do best two out of three. So if I pause or Micah pauses or we're like, oh, man, you got me, or we just mess up and don't ask a question, then the other one loses. So we'll see uh, see who gets the points. Are you ready? Do you want me to start or do you want to start? I can start. Okay. Did they drive off the canyon? Where's Officer Taylor? Do you think they filled up with gas first? When is the ambulance going to get here? Do you think there's going to be missing limbs? How much blood is leaking out? Do you think it's going to have biohazard written on the car? Did the airbags deploy? Do you think they got hit in the face when the airbags deployed? Where's the EMTs? Do you think they're ever going to be able to drive again? Do they have insurance? Do you think their deductible is going to go up? Well, did they pay their premium? <laughs> I win automatically. I win. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I win. Okay. What's the next scenario? Next one is shopping in a furniture store. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, you can start that one. How much is that love seat? Is there a price reduction? Does the ottoman come in green? Can I get that one on sale? Where's the salesman at? How late are y'all open? How much is the monthly payments? Is there layaway? Does the layaway come with a free ottoman? Is that rain outside? Dang it. You win. You win. All right. The score's tied. The score's tied. All right, one to one. So this last one will determine whether or not who the champion of the improv is. All right, tiebreaker. Waiting for an amusement park ride. Waiting for amusement in a park ride. Are they still checking that ride? Did they pre-check it first? How much longer do you think this is going to be? Did they deploy the safety harness? Did the employees even get here on time? Can I get a slushy? Why is it so hot? How? What is the temperature outside? Why is this guy talking to me right now? Is it global warming outside? Is the polar ice caps really melting? Did you see that guy? He didn't put. Did you see that the guy didn't put on the safety harness? Are they skipping on safety? Have they watched the videos though? Is he gonna press the button to make the roller coaster go? How many How many employees does it take to run this ride? I wonder what the operating cost of this place is. Why is that employee running to the top of the ride? You think they're gonna clean out the sewage drain? Is that blood on the top of the roller coaster? Is that the line at the burger place? Is this sanitary? Are they playing country music over there? Why is this line so long? Is that Charlie Daniels? Why do your pits smell? Why didn't I put on deodorant this morning? What do you use, Old Spice? <laughs> I win. I automatically win. That was our uh, improv. That was kind of hard. It was really hard to think of a question with a question. That game is pretty hard. Yeah, it's uh, got to come up with something on the fly, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I guess it's improv. Um, but no, that was that was good. That was fun. Yep. So that is our mystery donut segment. And it is time for our last donut out of the box, which is kind of sad. That is our eclair, which is we try to offer you guys positive advice, just something to uplift you guys, something to bring you joy and happiness because this world is a dark place and it's always full of people saying negative things. And we want to give you guys some encouragement and some positive things to uh, end this podcast with. So with that being said, I'll let you take it away with your final thoughts. My final thought of the week is take some risks. Um, in life, there are many things that we do jobs, relationships, things 
you know, very important things in life. And sometimes we can get complacent and comfortable. And sometimes we can negate what we um, truly deserve or truly should have because we don't take the risk of moving because we feel like it's too hard or too far away. And I just want to encourage you to break out of that mold and break out of that shell and try something. There's something that everyone's wanted to try or wanted to make a change on. And, you know, I know we talk about New Year's resolutions and things like that. I don't even want to call it a New Year's resolution because that already has the connotation of something you pick up and then put back down. I would like to say this new year, make it a conscious effort to take some risk. Look over the edge of the proverbial cliff and realize that it's not really a cliff, that there is steps that you can take to go down the cliff. Or if it's a mountain you're looking up to, there are places that you can put your hands and your feet and climb because we have great things coming, but if we don't make those first steps, they'll never happen. Prime example, there are people that I know of, um, and this particular situation is uh, financial need. There are people that are in financial need, and I hear them all the time say, you know, I need better finances. I need a better job. I need a better career. I need a better whatever. But the thing is, they don't ever do anything to change it. And they go through years and years of toil and they're not happy. At the end of the day, you can make a choice to change. And even if you're not as happy, you're no worse of a spot than you were before. And I just want to leave you on that bit of encouragement um, moving forward because Change is not always a bad thing. Change can open some doors for you. So I encourage you this new year, think of some things that you've wanted to do. Try to make them happen. Make them goals. Man, that's that's really good. Uh, I agree 100%. Take risk. It's, it's scary, but you don't want to look back on your life and be like, what if? What if I didn't take that risk? And so my final thoughts, they kind of add on to what you were saying last week about enjoying your life. Um, and with taking risks, those are awesome. And, but also on the flip side of that, you need to make time for rest. Um, I see people that are always saying hashtag no days off and they're always about the grind. They're always about the hustle and the grind is great. And the hustle is great. And I believe 100% in working towards what you want to accomplish. Um, you know, being a person of faith, I believe that it takes both faith and works. You can believe it, but if you don't act on it, um, then nothing is really going to happen. But at the same time, too, if you just work and don't have any faith, you know, you're kind of just doing it in vain and, and spinning your, your wheels. But anyways, off of that soapbox, it's good to take time to rest because here in America, we are so busy. We have so many things jam-packed. And we almost take pride in saying, hey, I'm too busy for this or, hey, I'm grinding all the time. I haven't got any days off. I haven't gotten no sleep. When really, you know, it's just you keep you're running on that hamster wheel and your body is tired, which makes your mind tired, which makes your emotions all out of whack. And, you know, you have to take care of your mind, your body and your soul and your spirit. And those are very important, you know, without, you know, delving in or preaching on what I believe, you know, God made us for rest. You know, he took created it in six days and he took the seventh to rest. And I believe that rest is very, very important. Um, for us, not just, you know, so that we can be rejuvenated, but 
at the same time so we can take some time to enjoy life and we're not too so busy chasing that dream that we miss on the important things so take that rest make time you have to you say well i don't have any time you have time to go home and watch tv that netflix show or whatever you know and if that's how you rest that's great but every sacrifice is based on preference so you make what you want to make a priority so schedule that time to rest it's such a good thing to do that we do live in a in a burnout culture to where it's it's okay and it's almost a badge of honor to well i'm i'm running on fumes right now and you know the thing is there is such a thing as purposeful rest of taking that rest for the purpose of refilling your cup so that you can do whatever you're wanting to do and grind efficiently because trust me without rest it's going to take double triple no telling how long extra because you're tired and not able to work at full capacity. Exactly. You don't want to be like us drinking six nasses in one sitting because you're 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 not just being stupid, but you have to drink those. But anyways, those are our final thoughts, man. And time flies when you're having fun. You know, can't believe it's almost time to take this donut box out to the trash can. And speaking of the trash can, uh, Micah, tell them about trash can. Oh man, we've got our social media pages. We've got our website, tvtrashcan.com. And that is tvtrashcan.com, all one word, dot com. And so the thing is, we invite you to subscribe, like our stuff, and uh, we hope to see you on social media. We plan to be doing some posts and, um, potentially some new videos here on youtube so be looking out for that um and don't forget to subscribe on youtube as well yeah man uh we are excited to announce that this podcast will be on spotify be on apple or whatever uh you want to listen to um so with that being said it is time to take this donut box podcast out to the trash can don't be a bad santa and don't be a Catwoman scratching people's eyes out because they called you the B word. So with that being said, I'm Chris. And I'm Michael. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. And we thank you so much for listening.